back. Do you know the first season of The Hills uh, for, not the first season, the first episode of season three, um, there is its own like page on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh my god, it has its own page. I mean, that's kind of not surprising given every like given everything that happened in that episode. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Yeah, no other yeah. episodes have their own page. <laughs> I don't I think there might be like a few, but like not like I was trying to click on the next one and it doesn't go there because there's not a page for it. I mean, it is probably the most iconic episode. It is. Like, I'm torn between this one and the one that'll come later when they talk again. But I have, like, I, it's definitely top two. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out where that is. So let's just go right into it since we're kind of, (laughs) since we're talking about it. So last season on The Hills, Heidi and Spencer have moved in together. I can't remember this summer or this break in real time. But I do remember that there were rumors that Lauren and Jason had a sex tape. And, but I saw it on Perez Hilton. And I don't mm-hmm. trust Perez Hilton. So it's kind of like, he could say like a tornado is coming and the sirens are going off outside. And I wouldn't believe him. That's how much I distrust Perez Hilton. Um, but I, like it's, again, one of those things that I saw that I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but season three opens up and Lauren is in... A, the storage office closet of Team Vogue with Whitney talking about how, because Whitney is now Lauren's boss. She now has a job at Team Vogue. She's no longer just an intern as a fashion contributor. Sounds fake, but we'll roll with it. So they're <laughs> <laughs> talking and she's talking, and Lauren starts talking about how there were all these rumors about her and Jason making inappropriate tapes and how it got to her friends. It even got back to her parents in Laguna. And Whitney's like, oh no, that's so awful. And Lauren, um, and she goes, well, have you heard from Heidi? And she goes, no. And then the song starts, like the theme starts. And that's how you know stuff is about to go down because it was just no. (laughs) And then it cut to the opening. (laughs) You're like, oh shit. So, meanwhile, and here's the thing with the sex tape, too. Like, for me now, I'm like, I mean, me back then probably would think something different. But me now, I'm just kind of like, so what if she had one? Like, why is it your business to tell people? Exactly. I was thinking about this the other day since I knew we were going to be talking about it. I'm like, I get that if you... I get that you wouldn't want that information to come out, that you wouldn't want your family to hear that. It would be kind of embarrassing, kind of awkward. But the reality is, like, it doesn't really matter if she has a sex tape. If that's something that she and Jason wanted to do, whether or not they did, I I don't really see Lauren as that kind of person, to be honest. And I'm not saying that, like, a certain type of person would have a sex tape or sound like that. But I just don't see that as something Lauren would do. Yeah. Especially when you are somebody who is in the public eye and there is the risk of something like that coming out and being made public. I just don't think it's something that she would have done. But even if she did, why does it matter? Exactly. It's her personal decision. And why I don't really know why anyone felt that releasing that information was going to, I don't know what, ruin her career and her reputation or something. Look at Kim Kardashian. Right. Well, and, and to that, like when that rumor came out that's when everybody quote unquote had a sex tape that leaked 
right? right. So like Kim Kardashian had hers that leaked and then she, and then, but before that Paris Hilton had hers that leaked, which mm-hmm. was actually pretty, I was watching something about her um, and I want to say it was American meme or something like that, but she was talking about how she was like begging the guy she was dating at the time not to release it. And he's like, I'm going to release it anyway. Like that's, that's terrible. You know, like Pam right. Anderson and Tommy Lee had one. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, it was almost a thing that everybody was doing, I guess, to be famous, but, and I guess those girls were looked at, or those women were looked at differently, and Lauren was looked at as wholesome. So it's like, if Spencer was like, if, which I don't, I think it's a bunch of misogynistic bullshit, but I think with Lauren having the goody goody persona, if you will, Spencer thought putting that out there would ruin it and it would take her down, which maybe, and I hate to admit this, but I was young back then. Maybe I would have looked at her differently then, but now I'm just kind of like, I wish she had one. Like, right. You know, who cares? It doesn't make a difference. I I definitely think I would have had a different mindset about it back then because you're young and you're like, oh my God, that's something you shouldn't Mm -hmm. do or whatever. But now it's like, who cares? It's, It's not that big of a deal. But it was just kind of a weird thing because obviously in that episode, she starts talking about, you know, Heidi and Spencer and how she feels that they're the ones behind the rumor. But what we never saw on the show was like any kind of proof that it was them. Well, Spencer admitted in an article that he right. did that he did start the rumor or he put the rumor out there or something along those lines. Um, because he said, it's something like, if you throw a missile, I'll throw a nuke. And I'm like, well, what missile was thrown at you that, like, mm-hmm. you're not a good person? Well, you kind of don't come off as a good person on the show. Like, I don't right. know what to say. It's not like he, she said you were a serial killer and you <laughs> killed all these babies and threw them in creeks. Like, you don't right. come off as a good person on the show. So, yeah. And I mean, like you said, like, that's something he confessed to or whatever in an article and I know that there was like a later a blog post that supposedly went up on Heidi's website or something that said that she released it and then she was like oh my blog got hacked I didn't really post that but there was nothing actually shown on the show as to why she believed it was them we kind of all just believed Lauren that it was them and and it you know I'm sure Spencer probably was behind it Spencer was the only one who really had any kind of malicious intent like Mm -hmm. he's the only one who really wanted to take her down so and yeah I don't know it was it's just weird because it's like either way Spencer why does it what if she had one what what does that have to do with you like Mm -hmm. like okay are you saying that people, because Heidi eventually posed for Playboy, and I don't have an issue with somebody posing for Playboy, mm-hmm. but the fact that, like, you were trying to make this sex tape be like, oh, this will take down Lauren's reputation, but Heidi posed for Playboy, it's not like it's going to make people want to, like, have you watch their children. Like, I saw Heidi in Playboy, and she looks like a great nanny. Like, that's not... <laughs> You know, so I don't, it's, it was really hypocritical and like a huge double standard with it. Um, So, yes, so this rumor is going around. Meanwhile, they cut back and Spencer and Heidi are planning a housewarming party for their new apartment. Okay. Um, (laughs) I was like, did you buy the apartment? Why do you have a house? Probably not. (laughs) Um, 
And so Heidi wants to send all these like fancy invitations and Spencer's like, I just send a text and my friends invite their friends and everybody just comes over. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Audrina gets a visit from uh, Heidi to deliver, where she delivers the invitation for her and Lauren, who is now working, by the way, Audrina's now working, quote unquote, at Epic Records. And Heidi's just kind of, I mean, Audrina's just kind of like, uh, okay. And yes, my voice went down because I don't think her octave goes above like a three in normal speaking. <laughs> oh that's so true though except for an episode in season four that was random as hell and we will get to it because I forgot about it until I saw it I was like okay sorry I'm jumping I'm jumping way ahead um so after Heidi leaves Audrina runs back to her like new work friend who has to suffer through listening to the plot of the story and she's like Heidi just came in here and gave us an invitation to their housewarming party for me and Lauren. Like she's acting like she did nothing wrong. And <laughs> I feel so bad for like these coworker friends because they're like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, right? Because I mean, Lauren was the only one who had a coworker friend who was cast on the show. Right. So Audrina had Kiara and then... Heidi had Elodie and whoever the other one was whose name I can't remember. And then later on, she has Kimberly after Elodie's gone. So, I mean, I I can only imagine what some of them were thinking being kind of thrust into this. But they're they're like, I need a paycheck. I I don't really care about any of this. Like, you don't even (laughs) work here. (laughs) I actually have legit work to do. Like, you're just pretending to work here. Whatever, I'll talk about your drama. I'll listen to you. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so Adriana tells the coworker, like, you know, I believe that, that she believes that Heidi and Spencer are the ones, of course, uh, spreading all these sex tape rumors. And then Lauren and Whitney also are like, I'm not going to this housewarming party. And they go to Les Dieux, um, which is so funny. I keep Googling these clubs and I'm like, closed, closed, closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Um. So they're out. The only one of Heidi's friends that comes is Jen Bunny. She likes to make a great return. Of Um, course. I haven't decided if I think Jen Bunny is pretty or not. I know that sounds so bad. Like, I don't... (laughs) Like, not that she's ugly. I think there's a scene that she's... She wore a lot of frosted lip gloss. And I'm like, this is horrid. Because there was a time like she was eating with Heidi and the lip gloss came off and I was like, oh, she is pretty. <laughs> I think I didn't think she was cute because she had on the frosted lip gloss. Yeah. Well, like later on, she gets like her hair is blonder and I just wasn't really a huge fan of that look on her. Yeah. It, just, it, it didn't really suit her, in my opinion, but. Yeah. When she was on Laguna Beach, she had really blonde hair. So she looked like she looks completely different, but it was almost that shade of blonde that didn't match her. Right. It, it just really, really complement her skin tone, I don't yeah. think. So I think that's what kind of threw me off. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that sounds terrible. I think she's ugly. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's ugly. There was, there's something about her that either I think she was either really, like, really pretty or, like, okay, she's, she's nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, okay, sorry. <laughs> and Heidi is so disappointed that Lauren or Whitney or Irina didn't come to their party. Um, 
And then the next day, I don't write, like, so for me in this episode, I'm like, I'm just getting to the, the good stuff. So I, if I'm missing anything crazy, let me know. Um, so then the next day, Audrina and Lauren, or the next night, Audrina and Lauren go to Frankie's birthday or party or whatever the event is. And <laughs> Lauren, Lauren and Audrina, or Lauren's leaving the bathroom. She has a run in. Oh, no, no, no. I have to go back. I have to go back because we have to build this part up. So Spencer and Heidi walk in and they notice that Lauren's there. And Lauren is like, or Heidi goes, I just think it's crazy that she can go to Frankie's birthday, birthday party and not my housewarming. She doesn't even know Frankie like that. And Spencer's like, why don't you roll up on her? Why don't you roll up on her? I'm like, okay, Spencer, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gangster from the Palisade. <laughs> He's oh like, oh, gosh. roll up on her right now. So <laughs> Lauren's, in the- <laughs> Lauren's in the, I want Spencer to really roll up on someone. Like go to Compton and try to roll up on someone, Spencer. Your ass is dead. <laughs> Please sit yourself down. <laughs> oh my God. So, so Lauren comes out of the bathroom and Heidi comes up to her and this is where the confrontation happens. Sorry, I remember waiting for this all season. Like, I was like, come on. So she was like, oh my God, I forgot. Now I forgot how like the whole dialogue went down. I just know Lauren's like, you know what you did. I, you know what you did. And I think it's like, that's all anyone remembers from it. <laughs> I don't really think, because Heidi gave Lauren a letter to mm-hmm. read, and then Lauren was like, you know what you did, you know what you did, and Audrina comes in, and she's like, you're brainwashed, Heidi. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, Audrina was like, I'm getting a line in this season. <laughs> I'm tired of being on the back burner. You finna hear me. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds so out of place and I'm like I mean she is brainwashed but I dream it like true girl <laughs> your commentary is not <laughs> not needed here so and Heidi is in like complete denial she's like I didn't do anything I didn't I didn't do anything um so she gave her the letter and and she started saying uh and then Lauren is like you started a sick little rumor about me. You're sad. You're a pathetic person. <laughs> I was like, Lauren is pissed. And I mean, rightfully so. Um, <laughs> so I think it like cuts to commercial. Who cares? Um, but then Heidi's trying to explain like what happened to Elodie, who makes a comeback. And she still wants to try to like reconcile with, with, Lauren not getting the hint that that's not going to happen and Lauren just feels like a friend died and she's just like you know it's like it's like my friend died losing a friend is like it's just you know whatever so the I know what you did episode or you know what you did episode was iconic for all the reasons Heidi played dumb and then Lauren delivered her lines Audrina got in a good licking of words if you will you know, she was like, you're going to hear me on this iconic episode. She's going <laughs> to use that three decibel level <laughs> that, that Audrina. <laughs> She's going up to a three. There, there's going to be a few times in this whole series that she goes to a five. <laughs> but Audrina's like, I'm going to a three today. <laughs> 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 oh, 
And that's how season three started off with a bang. That's how season three, season season three, episode one defined basically reality television. Like you have to have, it is the reason why I feel like your seasons have to have and start very strong. It was because of this episode. If you go into any episode with like a really weak season opener, no one's going to care about the show. That is right. my, that's my thought. <laughs> Plus, I mean, like the build up to that new season, they can air this. It's like, you know, it's the first episode. It's coming back after the summer because they see that that episode aired in August of 2007. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the show's coming back after a summer break. You can air that all summer long. People are like, oh my God what happened like if they didn't know about the rumors then they're Mm -hmm. wondering what on earth happened what's causing this big fight between lauren and heidi and what did heidi do and you know yeah so it definitely started things off pretty big compared to previous seasons and it's it was again that sweet spot of social media where we didn't see um we didn't see every, like, we couldn't see everything happen in real time. Like, again, with Vanderpump Rules, I'm seeing every little thing that's happening, and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. there's no mystery. There's no anything. Yeah, because I just think that, you know, I can't remember back to that time. Like, I know I read celebrity gossip sites, but I Mm -hmm. don't know for sure that I was reading them in 2007 as religiously as I was, like, later on. Right. And I don't know if I knew about the rumor before that season aired because I just I can't remember yeah I feel like I probably heard about it but I just have no recollection of it so for the people who weren't following celebrity gossip and didn't keep up with it they had no idea what happened because it's not all over social media and they're not following Perez Hilton and TMZ and all of those sites so it's still kind of kept up the bit of the magic because you didn't really know what was going to happen because everybody's not broadcasting their lives on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. It was also a time too that we picked up tabloids or like we picked up magazines. Yeah. So unless you, I mean, yeah, again, you had like Perez Hilton and stuff, but unless you were like picking up us weekly you weren't really and then of course they monitor and filter out what they can and can't put in their magazine so there is still that really great mystery behind all of it um, and not only that but you're also waiting for a new a new yeah. um a new magazine to come out for updated news like you know now yeah. we're getting it instantly on social media and all of these websites that a lot of them didn't exist back then so. exactly yeah and it was cool too because you would see you, if you noticed it, especially like with the Hills or anything having to do with weekly reality shows, the magazines would mirror the gossip of whatever was happening that week on the Hills. Mm-hmm. So it, when it worked together as opposed to like being separate from a net. Right. Oh, I wish we could get back to those times. <laughs> <laughs> so much simpler. Right. So the next, the next episode, we um, meet Justin Bobby. I feel like that happened very quickly. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, didn't Justin it Bobby? Did. But yeah, so we meet Justin Bobby, and Justin turns out to be someone that Audrina dated, and they were all in Mexico. And um, Audrina got left in Mexico by Justin Bobby. Vegas. Vegas, Vegas, sorry, Vegas. not Mexico. It was Vegas, yeah. And I would just like to say, I know on Instagram that I say that Justin Bobby is a babe. And that I think he's attractive. And I do. But I will also like to say that I firmly believed he was a fuckboy 
this <laughs> while I was watching this. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to say like, I know people are going to be like, you talk so much crap about him, but you say you like him. No, no, no. I'm talking about how I felt at the time. <laughs> want to separate this. <laughs> That's a disclaimer I need to put out there. Um, Yes, so they meet, and then Lo, he said his name is Justin, but his friends call him Bobby. Is that how that whole thing came about? Oh, so his name is Justin, but Lauren said he wants to change it to Bobby. Yes. And then he shows up to the apartment, and he's saying that his friends call him Bobby. And they're like, so what do you want us to call you? Can we call you Justin Bobby? And he just like has this look on his face and he's like, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> he looks so aggravated. It's, he looks so annoyed. So it's like, they really did not get off to a good start with the whole Justin Bobby thing. But look, he embraces it now. He rolls with it. He's Justin Bobby for the rest of his life. Exactly. Whether he likes it or not. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, his middle name is Robert. So, I mean, I get where Bobby comes from. Yeah. And like, just, it, it was, it, it's nice. Thank you, Lo. Like, it's nice. It, <laughs> it, it caught on. And then uh, Spencer tells Brody that he wants to propose to Heidi. And evidently, it looks like Brody helped a little bit with the engagement ring that Spencer got from this like costume shop that was ridiculous I'm sorry it was so ridiculous I mean just Brody was there with him he's like this is the biggest mistake of your life you don't need to get married you're what was he 23 or something at the time like oh my god Spencer it was so weird because like I've just, first of all like the shop looks like a really it's a cute boutique sh- like type of type of right. store but when I think engagement rings I don't think a boutique I'm not no, saying go to it was not that kind of shop. It was just like <laughs> you're getting it from here. So yeah, Brody's like, dude, this is a bad idea. You're young, like, like this is dumb. They go to I think they go to Santa Barbara or somewhere and Yeah, Santa Barbara. And he proposes to Heidi. This is a really great time to segue into what I talked to you about yesterday, and that is the album of Heidi. Now, this wasn't on the show. I don't know what's wrong with MTV. I don't know why they didn't put this on the show. But if you would like to go down memory lane, let's go. So Heidi had an album that came out. And one of the, her first single was Higher. Directed, the video was directed by Spencer and it shows. Um, <laughs> granted, our like technology and video has advanced so well, but it was just bad. Like she's rolling on the beach at one point, and she's lip syncing, but it's off sync. She is. Oh my god, I have to pull this up. I I actually might like release this video of the chat on <laughs> on YouTube because well, I don't know if there's like a legal thing. Anyway, so Heidi is. Yeah, so so Heidi is rolling around. You could you finally get to see her new implants, which again, listen, I think this Heidi was a great Heidi, like great looking mm-hmm. Heidi. Her hair was good, her her implants were were good, you know, like it was a nice size. Right. Her hair was full. She got the right products and the right hairstylist. I think she looked 
phenomenal. She looks good. She not like overdone like later on in season six when she like all I can think about is when she tells her mom like her mom's asking like you know is this is it is this as big as you're going to go with your breast or whatever? She's like, well, I actually wanted bigger ones, but they couldn't fit them in. I wanted H for Heidi. Right. Like what? It's like, oh my God, <laughs> stop. Just, no. Oh my God. Okay. So, so I found it and I have to play it. Like, just like, I'm going to play like the first like 15 seconds for people listening to the podcast. Like just type in Heidi Montag higher. It is fantastically amazing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like laughed right into the microphone. Listen, girl had a dream and she went for it, I guess. It just, it didn't work out. He did, but I'm still really mad that MTV was not like, you know what? We're, we're going to, I'm trying to, why can't I show the freaking video? My guess is that they probably didn't want to portray them in any kind of celebrity status. They wanted them to seem as normal as possible, I feel like. You know, I remember when Lauren was talking about how they were working at Teen Vogue, or working, or whatever, but they were actually on the cover of the magazine. So, and you know, I think MTV just tried to keep certain things covered up. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like, okay, so I'm sharing this with you because this is so... Yeah, I have not seen this since probably when it came out. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, wait, wait. Full screen. Because we're doing this. We're so doing this. Oh my god. <laughs> this is just... Oh god. No. She's like y'all. She's rolling on the beach. She's playing in the waves, frolicking sh- through the water and playing with her hair that's blowing in the wind. And oh she's God. flirting with the camera, though. Yeah. And this is like the first thirty seconds. I, I feel can't. like she's like touching her boobs a lot. There's just a lot and of she's, yeah, and she's playing with like with sunscreen. Her stomach is flat as heck, though. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm kind of hungry looking at her stomach. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't need to eat today. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I got to pause it. But, yeah, so there's a video out there, and I'm so sorry if you guys are like, what the heck is happening? But, y'all, just Google it. It is. Yeah, so Heidi was working on her music career that we did not get a chance to see on MTV, and I'm pretty pissed about it because I felt like that is something we should have seen. Um, She has later gone out to release, so she released Superficial, which is the name, perfect name, to be honest, (laughs) um, for her album, her debut album. It was a flop. She says that it was because there wasn't a good promotion. It's because you can't sing. But that's fine. That's fine. You know, she also did body language um, at the Miss Universe 2009 pageant. And I remember the body, because she had this like suit that emulated Britney's jewel when she did Oops, I Did It mm-hmm. Again. She had this like suit, this jewel, but it, there were no jewels. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the poor man's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, she didn't have the money for the jewels, I guess. Like she didn't want to go to Hobby Lobby and bedazzle stuff herself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. 
<laughs> so yeah, so that happened and it was a really terrible lip sync performance. She like, and the thing is, if you're going to lip sync, just lip sync to the song. Like you're lip syncing to, I don't, I do really well in my car, so I don't understand why she couldn't, but she was. <laughs> and then we have to talk about the song. There's a song called Blackout that's on the album that's written by my favorite prep turn goth person, Taylor Momsen, who was little Jenny on, on, Gossip Girl. on Gossip Girl. And <laughs> I was reading about it. She was like, I wrote the song when I was eight with like this producer and I wasn't really thinking about it. And then she got interviewed and they're like, oh, hey, did you write a song for Heidi Montag? She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like I mean I mean like I guess it was like she wrote the song when she was younger when she was eight which is awesome to write a song when you're eight um she didn't shop it around or anything and and she was just like okay if you want to if you want to record it go have fun with that but that was it um oh my god um (laughs) nothing like being a 20 something and singing a song written by an eight-year-old I mean I mean, and if it, like I said, if the song was, I'm sure the song was cute. And I've, I listened to the song yesterday. I got through about 15 seconds of the song. <laughs> and I was just like, yep, Taylor was eight. Like, I'm not going to hold it against her. I, I like Pretty Reckless. So um, my friend actually saw her and con- saw them in concert. They were really good. Um, I like Pretty Reckless. So I don't, you know, I don't have any issues with her, but it's just, okay, Taylor. She does have this song called Look How I'm Doing. And I'm not going to lie, I was able to get to a minute of it before I realized who I was singing along to. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, I gotta. So yes. So nothing's like season two. I mean, episode two was kind of a lackluster from episode one, obviously. I mean, Lauren goes and talks to her mom and, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like not every bad person, not every person is bad, you know, type of thing, which is great. Yay, mom advice. Um, but they, the fact that they never showed that Heidi did this video with Spencer and she's running through like seagulls and stuff is a huge disappointment and I honestly want I want a redo <laughs> like I just <laughs> want a redo of the episode so we get to like Lauren um Lauren and Audrina and Justin Bobby have dinner together for the first time and Justin Bobby is disgusting at this dinner um he's like belching and he's you know all this other stuff. And Lauren is just like, oh God, why? Um, <laughs> and then it was something about, I, I forgot how the question led up. So of course, obviously help me out with it. But somehow, for whatever reason, Justin Bobby says his most iconic line, the truth in time tells all. <laughs> I'm going to say that about paying my student loans. They're like, are you going to ever finish paying these off? I'm going to be like, truth in time tells all. <laughs> see what they say (laughs) yes so he's I mean he's he's gross looking like I'm not gonna lie he he has like this beanie he looks completely unkept considering the fact that Justin didn't really want to be on the show this is definitely I feel like more of an act of rebellion Mm -hmm. than it is like this is Justin Bobby but maybe Justin Bobby really I don't know I saw recent pictures from his interview like the interview magazine shoot of the of the hills and <sighs> amen anyway so <laughs> Spencer and Heidi are wanting to decorate their apartment and that's when they have like this huge like graffiti 
what the or like the bar is at the kitchen and he had like some graffiti artists come in there's this huge random fish tank i don't know dude <laughs> like, I don't know. that was just bad it was so bad <laughs> their apartment was terrible um then Heidi and Spencer go to Colorado to meet Heidi's parents for the first time um they have a discussion about why Heidi and Lauren can't be friends and Spencer is like because Lauren wants to keep Heidi all to herself and I'm like huh that's ironic considering that you only want to keep Heidi all to yourself right and um, that comes up so many times mm-hmm. throughout the series, like how they're basically living in this bubble. I, I, to flash forward to season six, I guess, when Spencer's like getting into the crystals and stuff, and he's like, Heidi's not allowed to do anything but read and write poetry. Like she, you know, can read books and she can't go online and like things like that, like all this stuff. And it's just like, oh my God, like he, I definitely think they were in their own little world. Yeah. And they just didn't really let anybody in. It was, it's very strange. I think they're still like that too. Like, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. It does yeah. seem like they are still like that. I feel like they probably have friends, but I just think for the most part, they keep to themselves. And I feel like it's been like that since day one. Yeah. I Which just, is, yeah. that's such a weird isolation too, because it's, yeah, it's just not healthy. Like you don't. Right. I just don't understand it. Like, I don't know if he just felt like, I don't know, what does he think he's going to lose her if she goes, if, if she had stayed friends with Lauren or, well, I mean, I have no idea. I, yeah. It just was so weird to just kind of keep her, like, you were the one keeping her all to yourself, Spencer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, again, that comes up. And then meanwhile, Lauren Lowe and Audrina are at Brody's Barbecue where Justin's there. And Brody breaks his thumb or something, and he has to get this long cast. <laughs> which which that I was ridiculous. It was like this huge cast down to his arm for like a broken thumb. Right. I mean, it was like to his elbow. Like, oh, what do you need a cast that big for your? Oh my god. I've never broken my thumb, so I guess I don't know. I guess I can't talk. But it yeah, seemed a little excessive. I was about to say, yeah, I don't know anatomy enough to really judge this, but it, it seemed really excessive. And like, you know, he was like, I can't believe you would just laugh. And I'm like, Brody, you do have this like huge arm cast for your thumb. Yeah. Like it seems it pretty funny. It's pretty crazy. Um and then of course Justin's there and home or wait, so Justin's there and then um, they're talking about Lauren's crying about her friendship with Heidi and everything. And then Lauren goes somewhere and she comes back with the helmet and she was like, Hey, Justin's gone and like left this. He and left was- my helmet on the couch. <laughs> Whatever she says. I'm like, <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And like, I was like, I'm done. I'm just so done. I mean, I mean, I could take a drink of how many times she said that she's done with Justin Bobby. Like oh, I would yeah. be in the hospital for liver failure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just so done. And she's You're like, never oh. done. <laughs> and Lauren's like, really? She's like, oh, homeboy wore combat boots to the beach. <laughs> I know you don't want to call that your boyfriend. I know you don't. 
Lauren just delivering all of the great whoever scripted this season did a really great job like the writer of this season is fantastic <laughs> they just cranked out all the goodness everything from you know what you did to the combat boots to truth and time I think truth and time was probably actually Justin's though I'll give him that um yeah. he said a lot of stuff like that so yeah it, it seems like very part a lot of moments <laughs> so then Brody so Brody of course is still friends with Lauren and Spencer finds out about it and Spencer is mad because he's rolling with his enemy so that makes him his enemy and I'm like this is not good fellas like <laughs> part of them where is your loyalty are y'all about to go kill someone and then go to your mom's house and eat spaghetti and drink red wine with the dead body in the back like oh my god a la good fellas tile like what <laughs> What are what are you what are you doing? Y'all are this is weird, Spencer. Go do something. Get a job. Do that's weird. Um <laughs> I just I mean, yeah, why didn't he have a job? Like your parents are just funding all of this or something. I just I can't. I guess he, so. He like, sat around and read books all day. That that's it. And I mean, shout out to him for reading. <laughs> yeah, I mean, props to you that you you read a lot of books, probably, but <laughs> I mean, to this day, like, what, what do you really do uh, other that, than sell crystals and crystal jewelry? And I was thinking about that this morning when I was watching the rest of season three, because um, we'll get to that, because it's just, okay, really weird. And then um, Adriana, to shock to no one, Adriana gave Justin another chance, and I guess Lauren and Lo were shocked, but we weren't. <laughs> like, she's no. going to take them back. There's no way that she wouldn't. Um, and then our great friend Jason makes a return. And yeah, right. Um, Jason has done another stint at rehab. I want to say that he was on celebrity rehab between second and third season. But I know he's I know he's had more than one stint. Um, and I remember watching Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew and he was on it. But there is there is some drama that happened and I can't it's very fuzzy. So I can't really go deep into what happened with that. But yeah, so they they meet up and um there's no way there's no way. No no. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm reading I was trying to read notes and like <laughs> I was like, there was a very important thing that happens with Jason that I can't believe isn't mentioned here. Just kidding. It's definitely mentioned. Um, so yes, that happened. And then um, meanwhile at Bolt House, Elodie, and this is where Elodie made the dumb decision or the script was dumb, however you want to put it. Um, Elodie talks to, talks to Heidi and she's like, did you hear there's a new positioning opening up here at Bolt House? And Heidi's like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, I think I'm going to take it. I mean, I've been here for two years and I think they're going to promote within. And I'm like, okay, rule number one, you can be like nice and cordial with your, with your coworkers, but don't mm -hmm. be telling all your business. If you want right. the promotion, don't tell the person that can probably get the promotion too. Like that's stupid. Um, again, scripted, but so she's all telling Heidi about it because she's been working at Bolt House for like two years or something. So then Heidi goes back to Spencer and she tells him about the, about the position and Spencer's on the couch as he usually is. And he says, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I mean, he's nowhere ever but that couch. Right. <laughs> he, goes, he doesn't leave. <laughs> 
And he goes, oh, I think that you should do whatever it takes for you to get that position. And they're like, yeah. So Heidi goes in and she talks to Brent about this position and is saying that she's really up to the task and everything else. And Brent's like, yeah, I, I think I'll strongly consider it. Brent is weird mm-hmm. to me. I don't know what it is about Brent Bolthouse. He gives me weird vibes. Like, I don't. I don't know what it is. I just I don't know if he's just like awkward on camera or something. And like then he's at the wedding in you yeah. know in the later in season five. Like it's just it's I mean, I mean it it's Heidi it was Heidi's boss. But even it was Heidi's boss even after something that happens at the end of season three, which we'll get to. So I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Well her pretend boss anyway. Right. But so I like I don't know if that's why it was just super weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's always strange. Like, yeah, so weird. I can't believe, like, watching it back then, I didn't think to myself, she doesn't really work here. There's no way. Like, there was really no way that she would have walked in and got the job that she got, like, and then moved up that quickly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's too It wasn't believable, but I think at the time, I just, I didn't think of any of it being fake, so. And I think some of the stuff we, we thought, we thought at the time were like, oh, I guess there was no way to disprove that it was fake or it was right. real. Not unless you called a bolt house and you were like, Hey, do, uh, can I talk to Heidi? And you know what? I'm sure there are probably people who did that and they probably got pretty pissed off having to deal with those kind of phone calls. Allegedly, I'm sure there were people who did it. Yeah. People well, Audrina's work. Yes. Yeah, to say, allegedly people called Audrina at Epic and I was like, y'all are bold. I would never, <laughs> I would never like, yeah, okay, I say I would never, but one time, I called Mercury Records because they, so I was a huge Hanson fan, <laughs> which was like so like hush hush at the time. And now I'm like, I don't care. I love Umbop. Like I jam it now. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was like in fourth grade, I think. And I called Mercury oh Records God. because I wanted to talk to Taylor Hanson. Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But okay, I was in fourth grade. I wasn't in. A- I don't even think I would have known how to have found the record label's phone number when I was in fourth grade. I mean, <laughs> I I want to say that I looked on the back of the CD. And I was, was gonna say, was it on like the little booklet in the CD? Probably. <laughs> I think there was so. probably some information there, but like I never would have thought to call them. Like I was prank calling friends and, you know, <laughs> reciting that letter that was written to Darla and the Little Rascals. I left that on somebody's answering machine. I was doing like dumb stuff like that. Like I wasn't calling record companies to try and talk to the Spice Girls. <laughs> I only called Mercury Records like twice. <laughs> only to twice. To talk only to Taylor twice. Hansen only. <laughs> and what did they say? There, no one picked up. <laughs> Nobody picked up? Oh my God. Well... What? I think it was like I think it was a recording like it was like if you want to talk to someone or whatever and then it was like you could leave a message and like so- a big directory yeah <laughs> oh my god I can't I'm just hilarious <laughs> oh my yeah that was I think I almost think that like Hanson was the start of my stand culture without knowing anything about stand culture but like yeah let's yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> It's okay now. Like it's totally fine that he's married with like seventeen kids. I don't know. They're, they oh my god, they all have a lot of kids. Like really? I, yeah. Oh like god. I know Zach has a lot of kids too. And more kids than I would want at thirty. Like no. it's over three, and I'm almost sure it's one like- stresses me out. I don't <laughs> even think I can handle one. 
I would handle one with Taylor Hansen. That would have been my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it, it takes my mom to, like, my mom was like, you're only hanging one poster in your room. Because I wanted to do the whole wallpaper thing. Oh, I, I did that. But mine was Britney Spears, which is probably really weird. Because my grandmother, like, my grandmother legit thought I was gay. <laughs> I had Britney Spears posters all over my walls. I'm like, no, I just really like Britney Spears. Did you get them from Teen Bop magazine? Yes, I got them from magazines. I had so many. I had Britney Spears posters lining that wall. I had the Britney Spears crew jacket that they sold. They had this little (laughs) lamb that had a Britney Spears shirt on. I still have it. It's at my parents' house. I had so much Britney Spears stuff. It's, It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Those really Later cool. on, it became a massive Lincoln Park wall that was just <laughs> Lincoln Park pictures everywhere. When we moved and I got a bigger room and I had a bigger wall, oh my God, it was more Lincoln Park pictures. <laughs> it's crazy. My mom didn't care. She like, let me put up all the posters, but it was really excessive. Oh my God. But those are, that's the fun part of being a teenager is like, I know. You know having all the posters up and stuff and like, Trying to meet and reach your favorite celebrity, which I, I would like say, they don't do that now. Well, they do I it on like Instagram, not, right? Like they're not putting all the posters up that we put up and like sitting yeah. there staring at it. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would. I would probably. There are probably very few people that do like very yeah. few fan bases. Like probably Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Shawn Mendes, and like, are people still doing that with Bieber? I just, I don't know. Listen, I, I like, we'll go back to the hills. I like Bieber. <laughs> I do. Like, I was never the one that hated Justin Bieber. I was like, he's younger than me. Like, what am I, he's yeah. like 10 years younger than me. What am I doing hating a kid, you know? Right. Um, right. And I've liked some of his later stuff. I like the Purpose album, but I've seen him walking so much. And I'm like, I need you to walk into a studio and record another album. <laughs> like, stop walking Seriously. around with Haley. Oh my God. <laughs> All that to say is, people called Adrena <laughs> and probably called Bolt House and probably called Teen Vogue, which my yeah. friend told me, so my friend used to work for Condé Nast in, L- in their LA office, and she said that Teen Vogue didn't have an editorial, like their office in LA was all advertising, so they had to kind hmm. of create that, that storage unit closet whatever in california yeah i mean well if you're familiar with emily from cupcakes and cashmere mm-hmm. I, yeah she works there and there is like a scene where you see emily sitting yeah. at her desk for yeah. like a split second mm-hmm. like i had never caught it before and i knew that it existed but i had never seen it and i finally i saw it when i was re-watching it so i think it's i don't scene. know what emily did there so maybe she works in like an advertising type job I don't well I guess she was just answering I don't know what she was doing she may have been just like the assistant my friend was an assistant she said or she was an assistant for Bon Appetit and like uh, Mm -hmm. Women's Wear Daily I think but that was right at the height of the recession so she was but even consider the fact that when Whitney got that next job at Teen Vogue when she was Lauren's boss she Mm -hmm. had to go to New York just to interview for it so it definitely makes it seem like there was nobody kind of higher up in that office besides Lisa Love, the West Coast editor. Right, right. It was very, now, now all of the pieces of the puzzle come together. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so she, so Heidi eventually gets a job at Bolt House or gets a promotion at Bolt House. 
and Elodie's like, I just hope you would have enjoyed it the way that I would have. And I'm like, you know, that sucks. But at the same time, sis, again, you did this to yourself. Right. I have to say there was something around that time. I don't know if it was this episode because there was a time when Heidi was sitting down with Elodie and she was talking to her about Lauren drama and all that. And and Elodie just looks at her and she's like, what did you do to her? Oh, we're going to get there. Like the, I was wondering where that fit in because I felt like it had to come. I felt like it was after the promotion because I felt like Elodie just kind of like turned on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she Elodie was real salty about it, which I would be. She had every right to be, you know, because she she worked. So I was I found Elodie's like Instagram. She does like mm-hmm. SEO stuff. So she's yeah, she's like, an SEO analyst now or something. Watch you, yeah, awesome. Um, but yes, so the next so the next episode. Uh, Lauren and Jason make plans to go to this new restaurant called Ketchup. Ketchup. (laughs) Okay. And then coincidentally, Spencer and Heidi just magically decide that they're going to go out to dinner too. And out of all the places in LA to eat at, they decide that they are going to go check out Ketchup too. And then they- You know, it's like MTV is like Lauren and Jason are there. You have to go. Right. You have to go here. So they, so Lauren and Jason are out to eat. And again, she has that baby voice with Jason and I, I can't stand it. So she's eating out with that. She's with Jason and they're talking. Jason's like staring at this girl, like this waitress or whatever in front of Lauren. And I don't really know what Lauren thought was going to happen. Like, does she think that they were going to get back together or not? I think so. I mean, in that moment, like, it seemed like they were just kind of meeting up to talk, but then considering they continued to see each other in the episodes that followed, Mm -hmm. and I definitely think she thought that, you know, now that he was in rehab, he was getting help, that maybe he had changed, that maybe things would work out. I think she really thought they were going to get back together for yeah, Yeah, which I'm so glad that didn't happen as yeah. we'll talk about in a few seconds. Um, and then Spencer and Heidi come in and Spencer is like, I'm so, it's so good. Or Heidi's like, it's so good to see you guys back together. And Spencer's like, it's good to know y'all are back in the movie making business. And- Other way around. Spencer said, it's so good to see you guys back together. And then they're sitting at the table, Spencer and Heidi, and Heidi says, maybe they're back in the movie making business. Yes. yes. Lauren is like, you know, he didn't even know us when we were together. Why would he come over to the table and say, it's so good to see you guys back together? Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And then they order drinks uh, for Heidi, for, for Lauren and Jason. It's like water for Jason because he's not supposed to be drinking. Yeah. Which shady, petty, and also a dick move. And then whatever Lauren was drinking and the waitress brings it to them and she sent it back. <laughs> We're good. No thanks. <laughs> which I was like, that's that's awesome. Um, and then they leave, and Heidi, I mean Heidi, Lauren talks about in the car with Jason about like the ultimate portrayal that's been done to that's been done to her. Jason's like, well, what about me? What about me? And I'm like, you're not clean yet. Um, <laughs> and Lauren's like, yeah, 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 you too. I'm like, I'm sorry, a sex tape between you and Lauren, it would hurt Lauren more than you. You would get a yeah. pat on the back. She would get braided, you know, all sorts of things because society sucks. Exactly. Um, and that definitely wouldn't have hurt him as much. Exactly. So Heidi goes to work the next day and she's talking to Elodie and she's trying to make it seem like she's super innocent about, 
you know, sending the drinks and everything. And LED was like, <laughs> he goes, well, so what exactly happened for you guys not to be, what did you do for you guys not to be friends anymore? Me and you and Audrina were friends and now she doesn't talk to you anymore. It just, you don't seem to, it doesn't seem that you know right from wrong. And it's sad. Yeah. Well, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so weird. She's just like, oh, I, that just like ended so abruptly. And it's like, oh, okay. And then like, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute. Like how she, how Heidi just like almost acts like that didn't even happen, but mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like, the conversation with Elodie, like, she acted like she was just trying to be nice, and Lauren was the one that was just being a complete unreasonable person, and I'm like, no, like, no, you helped spread a rumor, or you supported a rumor being spread about her, however you want to put it, you were not her friend, or at least a decent person to her when it came to this rumor, you just let it happen, so, yeah, you kind of get the brunt of this, sorry, not sorry. So then Jason um, goes to, so Jason and Lauren are having coffee or lunch or something again, and Jason reveals that he has a new girlfriend and invites Lauren and Lauren to meet her. Her name is Kasha, 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 it's a very very interesting name. Uh, And Audrina goes to this party and it just looks like, it's just, terrible idea like it jason could not have been clean or like least, a thousand people crammed into that apartment like yeah. drinking out of red solo cups i mean right like i i don't know who you're fooling jason i don't know I, listen i talk about jason in the past not jason currently um because mm-hmm. he's clean and sober from what i know of and i'm proud of that but like he doesn't you know he just it was just a bad idea. This whole party situation. Uh, Adriana goes with Lauren for support, and you can just tell that they do not fit in. You can, and you can tell it kind of clicked in her head at one point that, like, okay, this is not something that I want to be part of. Yeah, because she said to Audrina, like, that could have been her. Mm-hmm. As she's like looking around, she's like, that could have been her, and like, she's right, and and that doesn't really seem like Lauren's kind of scene. Yeah, not at all. I mean, there's a point. If it were season one, I'd be like, okay. But like season yeah. at this point, you just, again, it's that whole thing of girls mature faster than guys. Um, <laughs> and so they announce at the party that they're engaged, that Kaja and Jason are engaged. And it's weird. That I don't know what happened with that marriage. I was trying to do research and I just kind of forgot. Well, did they even actually get married? I don't think so. And I want to know, like, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they did. I can't imagine that they would have managed to make it down the aisle. Yeah. And unless it was like a very quick, quick, quick wedding, yeah. <laughs> like, like, wait, there was a wedding. I'm Googling. Oh. Well, it's, it, they it, actually it, got married. It says Jason and Kaja's, they had a wedding website. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. Nope. My bad. That's another Jason in Kaja. Oh, there's more than one Kaja in this world. That's weird. Okay. Well, let's just say that, let's just chalk it up to the fact that they didn't get married. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that it never happened. Like, my guess is that they probably never actually got married. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Whitney is in charge of this teen Vogue photo shoot with the red jumpsuit apparatus. I've never heard of them in my life. Really? I saw them in concert years ago. Really? Because that yeah. was like kind of that like, we're okay 
I'm terrible. When I don't know what they do now because they had like one album that I know of. <laughs> if they've done anything since then, well, I'm sorry I didn't follow your career any longer than that first album, <laughs> but I loved them back then. <laughs> they were, was that like the, was it like, what genre would that be called? Was that the scene or was that like a, was that punk emo? What was it called? I mean, I was just, I don't know. To me, they were just like a rock band. They weren't punk. They weren't really... They weren't emo like Dashboard Confessional was emo, but oh I would just feel more just kind of your standard rock band to me. But I do okay. think a lot of scene kids kind of listen to them because I was in that group back in those days. But <laughs> yeah, I remember that concert well. There's just, <laughs> it's just a weird night. Oh man. That's, that's like a whole other story. But yeah, I mean, I remember them. I don't know how many other people remember the red jumpsuit apparatus, but. That's a very interesting name, like, the, like for a band. Like, we're going to name yeah. ourselves. But there, there was also what? There was also the White Tie Affair at one point, too. So. Yeah. It was, it was a really <laughs> good time for those kind of bands with the weird names. And you're like, we'll roll with it. Why not? Um, and then she, so they get drunk with the band. And the band, like, throws this bed at, like, the one of the singers. I don't know if he was. The, the one guy doesn't want the jeans. Yeah. He likes I want to wear my jeans. I just really like these jeans. Shut up and put on the damn jeans. I know, oh right? God. They're pants. You have to wear them for like what, 30 minutes to take some pictures to shut up and put on the jeans. I could not deal. That guy was such a baby. He was. Oh my I mean, God. Stop being a jerk. Like, just wear the dang jeans. What's <laughs> oh wrong with you people? Um, and then Whitney gets in trouble because they were like showed up late and maybe because they were like hanging out and they were all drunk yeah. and stuff. They shouldn't have been partying with them the night before. Like, why did you think that was a good idea? She's like, well, we were just trying to make them feel welcome. And girl, <laughs> you did not need to do that. You did not need to go out with them and get drunk and take shots. Exactly. Mm -mm. Hope I don't get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I love Whitney because she's just like, it's it's almost like as much of a party girl as she wants to be. I just like, you're just this laid back California chick. That's what I like <laughs> about you. Um, so then Brody has a birthday and they all go to Vegas. Um, where Lauren and Brody rekindle, quote unquote, their like for each other. Um, there's an argument about Justin Bobby with Audrina and they don't talk. There's so many, there's like two disagreements with, with Justin Bobby that I'm like, uh, um, so I'm trying to make, not mix, mix them up. But I think there was a point that they were talking and they get an argument about Justin Bobby and she's like, I know you guys don't like Justin. And she's like, oh. Audrina's arguments are so weird because they were all based around Justin Bobby. Like if you like realized throughout the entire series, it was yeah. all Justin Bobby. That was it. She didn't have anything else going on in terms of her plot except for Justin yeah. Bobby. Um, I just, I mean, every now and then she went to work thing and I feel like it, when it got to season three, it was, she was going to shows, she was hanging out with Justin Bobby or she was off mm -hmm. with Justin Bobby. And it, uh, I mean, I feel like we all have a Justin Bobby, but like, oh my God, like her whole life was Justin Bobby. It, yeah. I mean, I guess that was what kept her on the show. Like if there wasn't a Justin Bobby, then... 
Yeah, because it's like, what else would she have had going on in season three? So like you had said earlier, it almost seemed like he just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, oh, he popped back up in her life. Like, I know that they used to talk about how he would essentially disappear for Mm -hmm. months at a time and she wouldn't hear from him. So I guess like he just resurfaced after one of his famous Justin Bobby disappearances and now he's (laughs) back in her life. So here he is. Yeah. and I just remember at one point, Lowe's like, well, it's nice to have something new and exciting in your life. And Lauren's like, but it's not new and exciting. She's known him for however many years. And she's like, and Lowe's like, but every time he comes back, it's new and exciting. Well, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it is. It's like all kinds of drama because apparently you thrive off of this. But okay, Audrina, you keep going back to this guy. He's treating you so well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> A mess. So, um, oh, going back, because, well, well, talk about that in a second so um they go to vegas and then there's an event that elodie is supposed to be working at and heidi's like cool i'll just be you know doing my anniversary plan uh i'll be going on my anniversary dinner. heidi was supposed to work at it yes and then elodie heidi was supposed to work at it and it was her it was her anniversary and she asked elodie to fill in yes. which I just have to say like a note on that. There are quite a few times, and I don't know if we talked about this last time or if this is just a conversation I have with myself in my head, but (laughs) there have been a few times in the show where like boyfriends get mad because girlfriends have work to do on their birthdays or whatever. Like Spencer got so mad, you know, about this anniversary dinner because obviously we know what happens that, Heidi got Elodie to fill in, but she didn't realize that Elodie had quit the job, mm-hmm. and and that was Elodie's last day. So the event was the next day. Elodie wasn't going to be there for it. She was done. She didn't work at Bullet House anymore. It wasn't her problem because Elodie is apparently like savage. Let me. But, I was going to say that is a fantastic, petty move that I approve of. I I loved that because Heidi deserved it. I'm sorry, like. I just it's ridiculous like she absolutely deserved that and I applaud Elodie for being such a bitch about it but it's what she deserves (laughs) and then like when Heidi gets that phone call at the anniversary dinner and she has to go to work Spencer's like all mad and he's being a baby about it like I'm sorry but like she said you were the one that pushed her to get that job to get that promotion exactly and now you're gonna complain that she has to work all these extra hours like all he ever did was complain about her work I mean, and I remember Jordan that one time in season one where he's like, well, don't go to work, just quit or whatever. And because they wanted her to stay with him for the day, they wanted to stay in bed. Like, I'm so tired of like guys being mad when girls got to work and it's their birthday. Get over it. You can celebrate your birthday the next day. I mean, and you're in careers where it's like, you know, she's doing PR stuff or quote unquote doing PR stuff or you're in fashion and like that stuff is never ending. It's, it's. So exactly. If you have to work a show, you have to work a show. Like, you know, the, that's, I think that's why I was mad and still am kind of pissed about the whole Paris thing. It's not the fact that it's real or fake. It's the fact that like, like it was the reaction. It wasn't, if, I think if Jason would have said, you know, well, this is huge for you, you know, we'll work out something if you decide not mm-hmm. to go, or if you decide to go. I think I would have been a little bit more relaxed about it now but it was just like, well, what about us in the beach house? And, the, and I'm like, it was just about him. Yeah. It, I'm know? like, you're not even looking at the fact that this is a great opportunity. Like, 
Like, his boyfriend, no matter how much he didn't want her to go, would have said, well, I'm going to support you in whatever decision you want. We're going to make this work. If you want to go to Paris, we are going to figure out how to make it work through the summer. And Mm -hmm. I will be here when you get back and we'll do something to celebrate when you get back to LA or whatever. Like, but he wasn't like that. It was just like, I mean, he told her that it was up to her, but he was more like, well, more focused on himself than exactly than her success and her career so yeah um so yes so Eleanor was savage and was like well not my problem <laughs> and then Jen Bunny great old Jen Bunny comes back uh to try to repair like her friendship with Lauren now mind you a few episodes before that Jen Bunny and Heidi were talking whenever Heidi, I mean, whenever Spencer declared uh, Brody as his enemy and Heidi was like, you know who spread those rumors about Lauren? It was Brody. It was Brody Jenner. Come on. <laughs> like, Brody Jenner has a way better things to do than spread sex tape rumors about Lauren and Jason, who he didn't even know. I mean. Right. right. Really? Come I'm- on, guys. I can't imagine. I was, I, then I didn't believe it. And now I don't believe it. Like, no. it was like, like when I thought that never bought that might story. be a sex tape rumor, I was like, no, that's Spencer that did it. Like, it was just, it was just, it just was, you know? And yeah. for, for Heidi to say, like, it was Brody, I'm just like, out of all people, you could have said Frankie. I would have believed Frankie did it before I would have believed Brody did it. And I don't, I, <laughs> I don't even think Frankie has it in him to do that. So I'm like, no, like Frankie always just seems so nice. And obviously him and Lauren are still friends in mm-hmm. real life. So yeah, I mean, no, it was never Brody. It was never anybody but Spencer. Exactly. Spencer is the only person who ever had the motive to try and destroy her career and her reputation. Exactly. Simple um, as that. And, and Jen tells Lauren, like, hey, I think, you know, I was told that Brody, like, allegedly did it, and Lauren was like, you know, Lauren basically was just saying, I understand that, like, Heidi wants to try to protect Spencer, but I know for a fact that Brody didn't do it, which I'm very glad that it didn't go into this big thing of her not trusting Brody and blah, 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 because... Yeah, she shut that down real quick. Yeah, I'm like, we all believe that it wasn't, like, we all know it wasn't Brody. (laughs) Like, that's that. Um... And then Jen tells, Jen goes out to lunch with Heidi or breakfast or whatever with Heidi and explains that she had lunch. Uh, she had met up with El- with Lauren and that they're fine. Their friendship's good. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, it she just- never, ever came off that way. I mean, I will say, because like, I don't know if I'm going to remember to mention this like later on, but at the point where Lauren, Lowe, and Audrina had been living in that house, but Audrina moved out, and Lauren and Lowe were the only ones left. When Lauren and Lowe finally move out, they have this party. Jen Bunny is at that party. Really? Yes. I didn't realize that until I was rewatching it. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 wait a second. And I rewound it. I'm like, that's Jen Bunny. Jen was at that party. Interesting. So apparently they did rekindle their friendship. Hmm. Huh. Things because she was at that party with her like blonde hair. Interesting. Her blondish. It wasn't like super blonde, but yeah, yeah. she was at that party. Huh. But they did fix things. Well, that's good and stuff. Friendship. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
But in that moment when they had that like breakfast or whatever her and Lauren went to, like she made it seem like they were so cool, like they were BFFs again. And mm-hmm. I did not get that vibe, girl. No. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I did. I just. It's she- almost like she was saying that to make Heidi jealous in a way because it's like there's no way that you left that breakfast or whatever thinking right. that you and Lauren were BFFs again. There's exactly. no way you thought that. Yeah. I just, unless there was a, that conversation that lasted a lot longer and we just never saw it. Oh, I'm sure. But I, I still yeah. don't think that Lauren f- would have forgiven her that quickly. Exactly. Um, so then, so then, so then, so then. Yeah, so Heidi's pissed and she's salty because she's like, I can't believe you would think that I would do this or that Spencer would do it. And she's like, well, because she's like, I can't believe you think I did this. And Jen's like, no, not you, but like Spencer. I don't think you did it. And she's like, no, Spencer wouldn't do it. And I'm like, and you wonder why Lauren's mad at you. Like, Lauren's mad at you because you're not telling the truth about like, (sighs) anyway. Um, So then that ends. And then Lauren goes on a date with this teen broke model that she meets during casting that she ironically was trying to hook up with Heidi and Heidi was just like no because she was so wrapped up into Spencer and Brody starts to or they make it seem like Brody starts to question like oh are Lauren and I going to be you know do I really have feelings for Lauren I don't know which we all know how that turned out and Heidi has to do an event with NASCAR with I think it was NASCAR and Spencer Mm -hmm. as you mentioned before Spencer's pissed that she has to work yeah I'm like she's just like you were the one who pushed me to get this promotion like Spencer get a job and then you wouldn't have to be so pissed off that Heidi has to work well pretend work for the cameras but you know I mean still if he had something going on in his life other than the books that Stephanie would buy him and bring to him as we would see later, it was like a peace offering. Like if he had something to do other than read those damn books. Right. He wouldn't care so much that Heidi had to work because he would have his own job. He would have his own stuff going on. Come on now. It would like, it's kind of like a wasted opportunity that he wouldn't try to start his own media company. You know, like, I'm like, you could have, you could have, I mean, it would have been trash, but like, like <laughs> trash media, but like, but you know what I mean? Like he could have, I just, uh, I get so frustrated to see people failing up and that's kind of what they did for a while is they failed at work. Yeah. Um, while the rest of us work really hard, but that's a whole other discussion for later. Um, <laughs> so the guy that, that, that Lauren's dating seems really random. Not that he's not nice or that he's not cute. It just seems really random. Like, all right, I guess. And I guess that's what Brody was seeing and like pointing out with it. Um, but it just kind of is what it is. Then there's a um, young Hollywood event that they're working on and they go to New York to pitch this this thing, this uh, the venue idea and stuff. Whitney does it by herself. Lauren gets to assist Mark Jacobs, who, and I'm sure she still is, but at the time she was like a really huge fr- uh, a fan of Mark Jacobs and she meets him for like 0.2 seconds and then he leaves. He's like walking, he's like, she's like, I'm alphabetizing. And he was like, oh, well, that's a very important job. And he's like, you know, it's nice to meet you. Seems really nice. And he walks away. It was just so funny because he's Mark Jacobs, you know, but he's in his office. He's smoking a cigarette. He's got on these like basketball shorts and this gray (laughs) shirt. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we know it was that. just so weird. And I'm like, you're like, you're Mark Jacobs. Like, I can't imagine going to your job, Mark Jacobs, but he's the owner. I guess you can do whatever he wants. Um, he keeps a chill, apparently, in his office. <laughs> and then randomly, because I guess Spencer's bored and Heidi's at work, uh, Spencer calls Brody to try to talk things over. And um, that's that. It's not, I mean, <laughs> but Brody doesn't call back. Like, Brody, like, talks to Lauren about it. And she's like, she's like, I don't want to be the reason why you guys aren't friends. Like, that's your friend for a really long time. And he's like, well, I'm not going to call him back. So there's that. And then the Young Hollywood Party starts. And, of course, there's always the suspense of, like, will, will there be drama? And, of course, there's, like, micro drama. But Hillary Duff, queen, uh comes and she's you know they finally are able to start the show with her there and then Heidi and Spencer celebrate her birthday now they celebrate alone and I don't know if you remember this either but they're at this restaurant and as they're celebrating her 21st birth it was 21st 22nd birthday or whatever but it's just them there's this video that I think X of Hollywood had it was one of those entertainment shows and she's a lit she's performing her own show, her own song, was it, I think it was Higher. She's performing the show and she's lip syncing, but it's on her birthday. And, okay, I also have to find this. Oh it my is, God. It is, it is terrible. It is, I think, I think then I watched it for 0.2 seconds. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just so bad. Um, so yeah, that, that happened. And then <laughs> I'm still trying to figure. So now it's like the other episode of the Lauren and Heidi run in 2.0. And it is God bless the writers of this show who put these little nuggets in because I'm, again, I don't know if I go between this line that's going to come up or if it's the, you know what you did. I don't know. So there is an event uh, called Declare Yourself. They're really trying to, this is like during the 2008 election. So it's all about trying to get people involved and get yourself registered to vote, which it's really funny because I can't look at any of these people and think, yes, you guys are really serious about politics. I know Spencer kind of is, but I think he would be more of like a conspiracy theorist to vote for someone like John McAfee. And if you don't know anything about John McAfee, Google, that's like, like McAfee software, but he's no longer in charge of it. That man is crazy. <laughs> and there's, there is a documentary on YouTube about him and his like his beliefs and he like had it's a lot it is a lot John McAfee's had some some he's ran away there were some crimes he committed and he like ran away to this island and alleged he had like stockpiled all these weapons like assault weapons he's he's one of those like truthers that believes like the end of the world is going to happen which is very on brand for Spencer <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, especially especially later on oh my god <laughs> so he 100 percent would have voted for john mcafee but everyone else like I, I okay so anyway they're at this declare yourself event and brent bolthouse is the 
uh, chairperson of this event. So it's like Leonardo DiCaprio. There's a there's a glimpse of Justin Timberlake that's walking into the party. Emma Stone's on the red carpet. Um, who else is there? I think Adrian Bro uh, not Adrian Brody. Oh God, who's the other Adrian from You Drive Adrian Me Crazy? Brunier. Yes, an entourage, but. You drive me crazy because I didn't watch Entourage. Um, he's there, or it's mission from Lauren. So anyway, Lauren and Whitney are there, and then Heidi and Kimberly are there as well. And Lauren and Whitney are at the table, and Heidi comes up to them, and she and she's like, and she's like, oh, I just wanted to see how you were doing. And Lauren's deadpan, like, why are you even talking to me? She's like, when you're ready to apologize, then we can talk. And she's like, I don't have anything to do with you or your ex-boyfriend's, you know, tape, whatever you want to release. And Lauren's just like, you just don't get it. And she puts her head in her hands and she's just like shaking her head. Because um, Heidi is just so oblivious. Meanwhile, Audrina is with, I can't think of her coworker's name. I keep wanting to call her Shakara. Yeah. Her name is Kiara. Okay. Cause yeah. I called her like six different names and they weren't right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's with Sean Kingston getting ready when Sean Kingston was like really blowing up and she's getting ready to do the, the show for Jimmy Kimmel. And I realized in the replay now, you don't get, they don't have the rights anymore for the replay. Right. That was really weird. <laughs> when I watched that back, I'm like, wait a second something's not right here I'm like this is like obviously this is not his music mm -mm. and it's like so awkward because like you see Audrina and Kiara like talking to each other and this music is just like blasting over <laughs> it like you don't hear what they're saying there's no subtitles it was just all really awkward because I yeah. guess at that point they couldn't put the audio in because his music was in the background or whatever like yeah well, and I, I noticed that too, that like, you don't get the unwritten, like it's, it just goes right into the, the episode. Like you don't get like the Hills and then the unwritten theme song anymore. Yeah. I only like, I don't know how you were watching it. I was watching it Comcast on demand mm -hmm. and it was the same way. I think the first episode of each season would play the intro and then yeah. that was it. Yeah. I watch it on, I watch it via, I watch it via MTV. So mm -hmm. like the MTV app. So yeah. that's like, that's, I, I guess they were, there's a contract. I don't know how that works though. That's a really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how copyrights work. Um, and everything goes well with the Sean Kingston thing, blah, blah, blah. Audrina and Justin struggle. They always do. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing new there. <laughs> now we're just going to focus on Lauren and Heidi because it's the line of all lines. Um, so Lauren's at work the next day and they're talking to Whitney and they're both talking about like the night before. And then Heidi jumps on Lauren's uh, I am and she's like, what the heck? She's on my freaking I am. Love it. <laughs> Can we like just, I mean, how old that is. I just remember spending my life on Instant Messenger in like high school. Oh my God. Oh, me too. And I remember like the message, like the away messages were lyrics about how I was feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah, that's exactly how it was for me. And then my boyfriend at the time would be like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> so much drama can happen over away messages and top eights on MySpace. Like, oh my God. like those two yeah. things will like, like make or break friendships and relationships. And I was like, dang. Yeah, like, people got real mad about that. And like, <laughs> total side note, I had a friend who like, he 
I think he dated this girl for a while and well, I don't know. I think he had a crush on her, but I don't think they ever dated, but they became friends and like her mom was friends with him on Facebook, on, on MySpace. And it was really awkward. Like when you're in high school, your mom should not be posting like half naked pictures on MySpace with like pots and pans. <laughs> covering you up and she had my best friend in her top eight and he was just so embarrassed it was bad I don't know what's worse <laughs> the fact that like somebody is on myspace posing topless or the fact that they were covered in the pots and pans that oh was gonna cover yourself yeah like you that's like too- all I can think about when I think of like top eight on MySpace because he was like I don't want to be in her top eight it's really awkward because do you see these pictures of her she was my male lady too so it's just really weird oh my god <laughs> oh god I can't look at that woman the same way anymore and this was like 10 years ago over 10 years ago you're just like giving my mail <laughs> 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 just like, hey, oh my god, me. I'm like dying now. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> it's insane. We're keeping that story in there. It doesn't matter. Oh, I love it. Um, so they're on I <laughs> they're on IM and they're chatting and Lauren uh, Heidi wants to meet up with Lauren to talk about everything and to put all of this behind us. And I'm like, And at that that point, why would Lauren even say yes to such a thing? I mean, because the writers had a probably Yeah. Because it's like MTV's probably like, look, just meet up with her. It'll make for some great television. Just do it. We'll like throw in an extra five bucks on your next paycheck or whatever. Like Listen, our writers have been working very hard for this scene to happen. So <laughs> invite her over so we can give you the lines to say to her. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my god. It's going to be <laughs> iconic. You just have to you just have to just, just wait, Lauren. Just wait and see what we have planned for this meeting at your apartment. <laughs> so Heidi comes over and she brings flowers and she wanted to talk about she wants to talk about everything and apologize and she makes excuses for spencer and lauren's like this is the person that you want to marry like this person who wanted to spread all these terrible things about about me you want this person to be your husband and she's like he's not a bad person and lauren's like he's not a bad person but he did all this stuff he is a bad person (laughs) he's a terrible person um, and so Lauren goes, you know what? But I want to forgive and forget. So I want to forgive you and I want to forget you. And a star is born. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If I ever had the opportunity in my life to use that line on somebody, I would totally do it. I'm not going to lie. I did. So this, this is not to be like super dark, but I was in therapy and I was talking about my, I call him the sperm downer because he's not a father. Anyway, so I was talking about it and everything. We we're just kind of like talking about how I feel now and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I want to, for, I said, I forgive him. And I want to forgive him. <laughs> I did. I was so proud of myself. Oh I was, my god! I was like the opportunity. Love it. I think that we should try to find like. Okay, I'm assuming that people will agree with me politically when I, you know, who's listening to this podcast. I say that eventually we'll get to a point where we move on in our nation. 
to be a little bit more normal, you know, to have a leader that knows that Mars is not part of the moon, you know. Oh, God. And one day we'll just have, we'll be able to come to like agree with uh, a forgiveness and be like, I want to forgive you and I want to forget you. <laughs> just and yeah, just like yeah. X him out of the history books. If we could forget that these last few years ever happened, that would be fantastic. I would love it. I feel like other countries are so embarrassed for us. I'm like, it's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I'm embarrassed too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but you know, the bad thing is, is I've like, to completely go off here, but you know, I've had people from other, like I have a friend that's in Canada and he and I talk on Zoom every so often to talk about business things. And one time he said, is it as bad in America as it seems outside in, in other countries? I'm like, yeah, I mean, whatever drama you guys are seeing and all the complaints about Trump that you're seeing, like, yeah, we get that too. Yeah. Like, I don't know who voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> with it. We are equally as embarrassed. I'm sorry. I apologize on behalf of my country. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I, I didn't have a hand in it. I didn't vote for him. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I have, there are people that will be like, so... Help me understand how one person got like three million votes, but the person with the two million votes became president. And I was like, so there's this electoral, right? I was like, so there's this electoral. Like, I don't like. I don't even know how it works. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't either. I was like, the only thing I could say is there's this thing called electoral college, and that's all I got for you. Like, just Google it. Just just Google yeah. electoral college. You'll figure it out. Oh my god. Like, I was like, honey, I don't know. <sighs> I just know that I, I didn't do it. So, no. yeah, I think that we should be able to use forgive and forget like line politically, socially, mm-hmm. and therapy, like physically. You can look at burpees and be like, I want to. For- I'll forgive you. And <laughs> forget you. <laughs> I hate burpees. I mean, it is such an appropriate line for so many aspects of our lives. <laughs> I mean, for me, like the one that I always mention the most is when Lauren's talking about how like you get over a guy and you stop thinking about him and it's like a radar mm-hmm. when they reach back out to you because like everything's good in their life. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's what I feel like that's what I quote the most. <laughs> I reference that so much in my life because it is the most relatable thing for me. I do. <laughs> that is so relatable. There's also, I also, I also do, um, you know what you did. I actually said this to my mom because so when I was seven, <laughs> really short story. So when I was seven, cause like the, what the next part of the, the season is that Heidi and Spencer are fighting about their wedding and Spencer wants to just elope and Whitney goes on a date. That's fine. Who cares? So, when I was seven, we, in class, we got to have the, they, the teacher had guppies, like there were fish and guppies for whatever reason. But at the end of whatever lesson she was trying to teach with this, we got to take a guppy home. So I got to take a guppy home. It was my first pet. I was so excited. My mom's listening to this. She's going to be like, get the hell over it. So I was so excited about this. And my mom got, uh, so I had it in the jar and I wake up the next morning. There's a lid on the jar and the guppy is floating because it's dead. Oh, and I, no. I was so upset about this. I talked to my mom and she's like curling her hair and she's like, I'll get you a new one. Very deadpan, like does it. And my mom's not, a, by no means, my mom's not like an emotionalist person. And so a few weeks, of, so a couple of days ago, I was talking to my mom about this guppy and I was like, yeah, I'd get a pet, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to get a nonchalant answer or something happens to it. And she's like, what do you mean? And I go, you know what you did. <laughs> So 
So that's my life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh my God. It reminds me kind of like in another pet story, I had a pet bird that died. I don't, I was a kid. I don't know how it died. My, nobody mm-hmm. killed it, but it died. And when it died, my mom took it to the dump. And I'm like, why did you take the bird to the dump? Why didn't we bury the bird? And she's like, it was the middle of winter. There was like a bunch of snow on the ground. I was not going to dig up through a bunch of snow and frozen ground to bury a bird. So we took it to the dump. I was like, well, why didn't you put it in the freezer until springtime? <laughs> That's what I always told her. I still bring this up because I'm like, you took my dead bird to the dump. You took poor you, Kiki bird to the dump. You bypassed the whole backyard to go to the dump. Not to mention we lived on like two and a half, three acres of property or something. We could have just dug a little hole and put the bird in it. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh Jesus. Okay. So we both have like mother pet trauma apparently. They know what they did. Oh. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So as as Spencer and Heidi are fighting about their wedding because Spencer just wants to elope. We meet the wonderful and beautifully shitster that is Stephanie Pratt. Now, I would <laughs> like to also preface that I am a Stephanie Pratt fan now. Well, I say fan, yeah. but like, I am team Stephanie. I want nothing but the best for her now. Agreed. We are not talking about now. We are talking about then. Just putting that out there. So she approaches, uh, she meets, so Audrina and her, her friend are at this club and this girl comes up to her. She later finds out it's Stephanie and Lauren's like, oh my God, she's, she's crazy. Like she's, she's really crazy. Um, and it's just like you and you and Lauren are dead because of, of all the drama with Heidi and loyalty. And so you just side with who you're loyal to. Um, and then they all got to this club called Opera. These nightclub named, names are weird. <laughs> anyway, and so her and Roxy, who ends up being Whitney's friend on The City, who is now, by oh, the weird. way, a production assistant, or a pro- she works in production or something on This Is Us. Because her dad... Really? Yeah, her dad wrote... Did her dad write the show? Her dad helped write the show or something. Like, he created... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, he's a big deal. I didn't realize that. Anyway... So they are, they confront Lauren as they're all like sitting at the table and stuff. And Stephanie's like, Brody, what are you doing? Like, where's your loyalty? And I'm like, what is up with you Pratt and this loyalty thing? And Brody's like, get out of, get out of business. Like get out of everybody else's business. And Lauren's really firmly, but politely, but firmly like, you know, don't try to fight other people's battles. Like I don't, like, I don't like your brother for, like, personal reasons, but don't try to fight other people's battles. And I was like, two snaps, honey. <laughs> um, then, like, right after that, Adrena catches Justin, like, flirting with another girl. And I guess, like, they kissed behind this corner, and Adrena's mad, and her octave goes up to a four and a half. She's like, I cannot believe you would do this. And you know, they're all fighting and stuff. And then she finally ends it. I'm telling you, the Justin Andrina drama is so tiring. It's just like, girl, okay. The bad thing is, is like, it makes me realize what my friends went through when I was dealing with my own Justin Bobby. So sorry, <laughs> friends. Sorry. With age comes wisdom. <laughs> so it's all I apologize for my mistakes of my youth. 
I did not realize at the time that he was basically Justin Bobby. So, I mean, I totally get their frustration of, like, Lauren and Lo and just Mm -hmm. everybody dealing with it. Yeah. (laughs) So, Stephanie, the ever-loving shitster, continues to do her job on the show, propelling it forward by telling Spencer that Heidi may not be ready for a wedding. And he like gets mad and he leaves i think he gets mad and he leaves there's like a time that he like leaves the apartment to go stay at his parents house um meanwhile adrena goes on a date with Corey, who we just like we get to know for the first time and we were all fooled that he was really sweet and nice yeah because i was watching that back and i'm like oh that is such a shame that like how things have actually played out now because he was so sweet on the episodes he was on and his accent and i'm just like oh and now we know what's really happened i know and i I hate that i'm like i wish you weren't an ass but here we are um and then of course there's a whole like are lauren and brody are they aren't they that plot line was stupid too which is like either yes or no but uh, it does seem to go on for a while and let's be real we all know like what brody was like and brody went from girl to girl and Mm -hmm. obvious like we know that they weren't really involved but still it's they did kind of drag that on for a while, but I think I read something that Lauren had basically said it was easier to kind of keep that storyline going than to find a real boyfriend willing to be filmed, which I totally understand. Yeah. At that point, it's like, do you really want to put your relationships on camera? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, especially with that plot, you just, It, it definitely just, I think it just creates a lot of drama and, she was dating, I think she was dating that one guy. I can't remember his name. What's but he, towards the, huh? What's he from? Like, was he on a show? He was or? an actor, I think. But she was dating this guy for a while. Chase Kyle? Croft? No. Oh, oh, he was on the show called Passion. No, he was on a something. He was on. Because, like, I, I want to think that maybe was she dating him towards like the very end of her part in the series and she didn't want him to be on the show. Kyle Howard, that's his name. Kyle Howard. Oh my I gosh. I want to think that they were dating while the show was still going on, like towards the end of it, and <gasps> she refused to bring him onto the show. They were. He was in Royal Pains. That's the only Which, show I know. Like, I get because do you really want to, you know, you're just starting to date somebody do you really want to thrust them in front of mtv cameras have all of your like personal drama in this relationship play out on camera yeah. have mtv meddling in your relationship at that i mean i can yeah. see why she was ready to get out of the show and why she wanted to keep real relationships out of it and just play up the thing with brody for a while yeah and christine even said something like uh, something about that too like her real friends like, like she was friends with stacy but um she wasn't she was like my real friends aren't going to be on the show and bring my real friends into this yeah perspective um so yeah that makes sense to to do all of that and then um let's see let's see let's see so then lisa ends up Putting, calling Whitney into her office. There's this huge debutante ball, uh, ball that happens in Paris for like the aristocrats and rich people. And she's going to go and help assist the guy, I can't think of his name right now, to, to help dress all the debutantes and stuff. But at first Lauren doesn't go 
she was like, Lauren had her chance to go to Paris. And I'm like, never forget. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And so it's this whole thing of like Whitney not being able to go, or Lauren not being able to go. And then he ends up being, the guy ends up being so overwhelmed that he needs another person. So Lauren gets a chance to go to Paris. Meanwhile, Heidi leaves and I think she goes back to Colorado and she goes on a break from Spencer. A break, please. They didn't break up. Um, (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm happy that Lauren and Whitney went to Paris. I'm glad they did their debutante thing. But Mm -hmm. watching it, I'm just kind of like, okay, that's nice. And it was like, it was an hour long. It was a whole hour long. And I'm like, this... Was it? I don't even think I realized that. Yeah, the notes say that this episode is 60 minutes long. Really? I mean, listen, there was the drama of the dress that got burned by the curling iron, and then that French guy that, I'm sorry, he wasn't even attractive, so. Not even a little bit. He just got to throw that all in. He was smoking, and like, I'm not trying to like insult people that smoke, I'm sorry, but like, he just wasn't attractive. He looked a mess. He wasn't even attractive for, like, like, I know that French people have like kind of more of a rough rugged looking like I mean not people but guys have a like yeah yeah I mean some of them are like yeah and he definitely seemed like he was a typical yeah but it like but just even in his rough ruggedness he's not even listen Justin Bobby is rough and rugged and I think he's attractive today not then today so like there's just something dirty to me about that guy I don't know he just didn't look cute he looked like he hadn't bathed I mean I don't know it's it's yeah like obviously it was set up by mtv Mm -hmm. like mtv really wanted her to kiss him and stuff that i read but like lauren wasn't having that yeah i mean that that's the thing too like there was no like chemistry at all with i don't know i just wish i wish it would have been someone she had chemistry with or at least right found attractive so that she could do it and not to mention at that point before she had left to go to paris like she was really kind of wondering where things were with Brody and she was kind of caught up in that and she wanted him to want to be with her and to not want to see other girls and she was kind of waiting for him to step up and say something and then when she's in Paris she's got Audrina calling her and saying well I was just out at whatever club they were at and Brody had this girl with him and he was calling her his girlfriend so do we know at that point I think she was just all for it yeah I don't even remember what the girlfriend's name is Cora Cora Yes, Cora. Oh man. Yeah, so there's the Paris thing. And then they're back in LA. <laughs> That's yeah. how much I don't care about it. Back in LA. They're back in LA and Whitney gets ready to leave Teen, Teen Vogue or she feels like it's time to leave Teen Vogue, i.e. Lisa Love is like, I'm done with you people. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and Steph Spencer moves in with Stephanie. Uh because Heidi and Spencer are still on a break. Then Oh, oh, but before that, when they were, when the whole Paris thing was happening, Spencer followed Heidi to Colorado to try to win her back. And it was funny because the stepdad was like, he was like, you know, I don't mean to pop here, up here unexpected. And the stepdad is like, I mean, you could have called. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we don't have phones here in Crested Butte. I mean, come on now. 
if you get an email, but you did not have to come on my property. Yeah, um, I just remember be like, well, her phone goes straight to voicemail and she's not accepting my calls. Like, well, for good reason, just leave her alone. Right. And I thought that's, that's never been cute to me. Like when guys are like, I want, I'm going to chase you to get you back. And I'm like, nah, don't do that. That doesn't that's work. That does not work. Just, he should have just given her a space and stayed in LA. Exactly. Um, but found a job. Found a job. But shitster Stephanie decided to push her to get him back or push him to go get Heidi back. So, you know, again, Stephanie is just like, I'm going to keep pushing this along, <laughs> which is whatever. Um, so then uh, Whitney leaves Teen Vogue. She starts working at People's Revolution. And meanwhile, Lauren and, he- uh, Lauren and Stephanie have a class together and they actually become friends. Because I guess she's like, she's like, you know, it's, you can't choose your family type of thing, which fair, but also you just try to come at me at Team Vogue or (laughs) I mean at a, at a club, like, nah, we're good. So everyone's like, what the heck? Stephanie ends up going to Lauren's birthday at some club. um, And somebody that Heidi knows is working the door at the club. And then they learn, they find out and Stephanie gets like, Stephanie's like, I just want to try to make them friends again. <sighs> Whatever. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> she just, just had to get herself involved. Right. Again, you know, like I said, she just, she, she made a name for herself while she was on the show. That's for sure. Um, Whitney is oddly impressing Kelly Catrones. I didn't know she had any facial expressions or feelings. <laughs> And <laughs> Kelly Catron is scared. Now I've read her book and her book is really good. It was like don't go don't cry in the office or stop crying or don't have emotions. I don't know. But whatever the book name of the book is, it was really good. So, you know, she has good advice, but I'm like, ugh. Um there's Lauren ends up getting uh helping Whitney out with something and Heidi Heidi ends up being friends with or being friendly with Audrina again and it kind of peeves off Lauren which of course that makes sense um then there's a girls night that happens with Audrina Heidi and Stephanie and there's a confrontation I'm not gonna lie I didn't watch this episode (laughs) I don't remember it I'm like okay there's a confrontation blah 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 but Lauren ends up getting a job at People's Revolution this is where I think that MTV did a thing where they thought we cared so much about every little aspect that they were like, we need to make sure we film everything and put it all in this like 30 episode. And I'm like, you really didn't do nothing happened. You know, Teen Vogue's out. Lauren is, Lauren has a job at. Lauren got a new job. Like that was about it. Like Lauren and Whitney are staying together. Now we can bring Whitney back into the show more frequently because Whitney and Lauren need somebody to talk to about their drama at work. Because Whitney, as we all know, with the city, can't carry a show on her own. No offense. I mean, I like the city, but I think Whitney is not a confrontational person. No. She's not a good reality. She's a good supporting because she's kind of like that voice of reason. But, like, she's Mm -hmm. not, she's not, it just, no. She can't carry a show on her own. Neither can Audrina. I mean, because on the city, she just had Jay for a little while, and she had her drama with Olivia Palermo, and like, like what else happened on that show? Exactly, that's Nobody it. Is. That's that's all. Um, and then Lauren, Lauren and Lo decide to move in with each other, 
um, into a house with Audrina. And then when did Heidi and Lauren have another encounter? <laughs> when was this one? What did I remember it? I'm so confused. When did this happen? They had another encounter? That's, that's what this note says. That they had another encounter. No, well, when important. So, <laughs> and then a, to a surprise to know when Audrina is ready to date Dustin. I can't. Okay, listen. I can't. I can't with Justin. I can't with Audrina. They are whatever. We're, it's just, I can't. So... I mean, I get it from her perspective, like, when it's easy to just walk, it's hard to just walk away from something, but my God, like, it just, I felt like it went on and on forever, and I don't know, like, was that fake? Was it real? I, and there was a lot of this off and on nonsense. It just didn't make sense anymore. It had to have been fake, because I think... (laughs) I do recall, and this is why I'm like, I don't know if Justin Bobby was a real fuckboy, because he's never said anything bad about Audrina or Kristen in, like, the press. Like, he's always said that they were both really sweet. And he's like, he's like, Audrina's a real sweetheart. Now, I don't know if that was sarcasm, because his voice is very, like, monotone for the most part. He doesn't really have, like, inflection, so I don't know. But he's never said anything mean about either one of them so like or anyone on the show so it's kind of hard for me to be like oh I hate Justin we're like we're like Spencer it's like he's said all these really rude things right right Spencer's just continuously just been mad throughout the whole he's just been mean about everybody throughout the whole thing but yeah I think with Justin and Audrina they obviously had a very real situation like I don't even want to call it a relationship because like at one point in time he's like we never dated we were never together mm-hmm. or so we told Kristen but they were obviously involved prior to the show they mm-hmm. had their drama before then they had Vegas where he abandoned her in Vegas whatever the story is behind that I don't know mm-hmm. but I do believe that they very much had this off and on thing where he was disappearing and she would call him or text him and she wouldn't hear from him for like months. And then all of a sudden he would resurface because I remember her sister at one point was like, well, where does he go when he disappears? Like what happens? Like when you Mm -hmm. don't hear from him for months. So I, I very much believe that they had that kind of situation going on, but whether or not it was actively going on during that time that they were filming Mm -hmm. or if they were just playing it up for cameras, I don't know. Like I know when Kristen came into the picture and Kristen and Audrina are like arguing over Justin Bobby. I know that I read something that said Audrina was actually dating somebody else. So that was all just pretending yeah. he wasn't really dating Justin, but she didn't, you know, want to have her new guy on the show. And they just kind of kept up that Justin drama when she wasn't even really involved with him. So that's like one of the other things about the reboot is like you see Audrina and Justin talking to each other. And it's mm-hmm. like, they want us to think that, oh my God, Audrina and Justin Bobby might finally get together after all these years, after right. all that crap where they were off and on. No. Right. Exactly. It's exactly. It's, I don't really think anybody is attached to the Justin and Audrina storyline. I don't think nope. Justin and Audrina are nobody, attached to the story. No. Like, nobody ships Justin and Audrina. Nobody thinks that Justin and Audrina are like end game or like whatever. Like, nobody mm-hmm. cares. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody. Um, so Audrina Lowe and Lauren move into this pretty nice house. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. 
it's not what I expect. It's like old, but it looks like it's kept up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they move into a new house. They have a housewarming party, and Stephen returns. And I'm so excited about this. I was so excited about a Stephen and a Elsie reunion. Um, and they hang out and stuff, and it just they're just friends. Like at the end of it, and Lowe's kind of disappointed. And it turns out that Lowe, it turns out that that Stephen had told Lowe that like Lauren was the love of his life and that he wanted to marry her. So when, when Lauren said that he didn't, she didn't feel anything, it was just like, oh shoot. Like Lo never told Lauren, I don't think, but yeah. Cause she was hoping like, if you watch the episode, like you can tell she's hoping like there's some kind of spark that happens. Yeah. And that sucked to know that like, that's what he was thinking. It was just weird because, like, you're watching it and you can tell, like, Lauren felt some type of way about it. And, like, there was something that Steven said, I think, that, I don't know, I just feel like there was something that he said that made it seem like, okay, we're just friends. Like, so I felt like that kind of changed the mood a bit and you could see that she was kind of hoping something else would happen. And then when they get back to her place, he doesn't get out of his truck and walk yeah. on the door or like kiss her goodnight or anything. And it's just like, okay, she walks to the door by herself. She goes inside, Lowe's in the kitchen on her laptop and Lauren gets ice cream out the freezer. Yeah. So. I wonder if there was a conversation that happened and then like, that's what, you know, yeah. led into, like it's just stuff that got cut out because yeah. Yeah, because it just, it definitely seemed like she was hoping something else would happen. And like, I, I get that because, you know, they never really had that because in high school he was always with Kristen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but we saw Steven and then he went to One Tree Hill. (laughs) (laughs) I love him on One Tree Hill. He's adorable. Like I, I'll peep on like his sometimes Sophia Bush comes up in my like explore and mm-hmm. then like I'll just go down memory lane and then I'll I know it's him and James who played Nathan Scott um are really good friends and are developing some comedy show together or something yeah so I just I've only seen him recently because I used to watch the Royals on E before it was canceled and I was absolutely devastated and he's still friends with one of the actresses that was on the Royals, I guess, because they must have filmed some, they filmed something together. I don't know what it was, but so every now and then I'll see him like pop up on her Instagram or she's like hanging out with him or whatever. So then I'll like go and check him out, see what he's up to. And I'm just like, oh my God, I miss Laguna Beach. I know. Laguna Beach was, again, that was prime. Um, And then Audrina, there's tensions between Audrina, Lo, and Lauren, mainly because Audrina feels kind of left out. And, um, please tell me this is the mascara cry or is that, I get season three and four, like kind of, they blur so much together for me, but she starts to feel left out and, um, I don't know. Cause there were two confrontations with right. Lauren and Audrina. And when I was watching it, the moment where I thought the mascara tears were going to happen, it wasn't actually that moment. So it was like the second, it was the second confrontation they had. So I want to think it was in season four. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. When things like finally 
when she finally had that conversation. Yeah. And then she's like crying. Sorry. It's a memorable moment. It was just like, because it's the mascara cry. It was like, <laughs> like it was like real tears. Oh, poor thing. And then, um, so meanwhile, Heidi is wanting to take another big step at her job. And that's to help open up this club that's in Las Vegas. And which would mean he, she would have to leave Spencer. And Stephanie is tired of Spencer staying at her apartment because he doesn't do anything. He just sits on the couch and all of his stuff is everywhere. Which is all he ever did at his own apartment. Exactly. Sit on the couch. So she gets pissed and she tells, she also, well, sorry, she gets pissed. She kicks Spencer out of the apartment. Um, Meanwhile, Heidi is getting ready to do this business thing with Brent and I think it's like his partner, his business partner, Mm -hmm. a holder or someone. And then Spencer comes and like begs to basically have Heidi stay so they can work on their relationship. And just like the dumbass that she is, that we all know she is, she stays. Well, he followed her to Vegas. Yes, he did follow her. He got back to the apartment and she's not there. And he calls Stephanie. He's like, yo, where's Heidi? Yes. And then Stephanie tells him, because she's in that moment, very stupid. That was not a wise thing to do she should have never told spencer where heidi was and then he's like well am i going to vegas by myself or are you coming with me and then they get in his bmw and they drive off to vegas and he has stephanie call heidi and say oh well, where are you right now with what are you doing what's going on so he can figure out exactly where she is and he shows up oh my god like that's so embarrassing to be sitting there with your bosses to be sitting there with sam and brent and you're like on the well you're on the verge of this like big promotion that could have you moving to vegas and then your crazy boyfriend shows up and causes problems for you that's not cute and i know a lot of people will think it's cute i think we've romanticized i'm not going to get too deep into it but i think we've romanticized this whole like guy chasing girl thing and like and he's like be with me be only with me and and it's cute until it's not like this he's like preventing her from living her life you know this He's is interfering with so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a trap and I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't like and it. Let's I be don't. real. Dude could, if they had worked things out and she did get this job, I mean, we know she wasn't really working at right. Bullhouse, but let's pretend in the Hills world, she <laughs> got this job, she moved to Vegas and they worked it out. He could have, he could have packed his bags and moved to Vegas because what the hell did he have going on in LA? Exactly. He didn't have a job. He had like no friends at this point because he lost Brody Jenner. I mean, come on. He exactly. could have packed his bags and moved to Vegas if he really wanted to to fix things with her. Exactly. It's that? just stupid. It's dumb. It just pisses me. <laughs> it really <laughs> it actually makes me like angry because it was just it was so ridiculous. I'm sorry, but it's and that's how they closed the season. Woo. I told you season three is super long and I apologize that it's about two hours, but we had to get everything in. There are so many iconic moments that we couldn't skip. So that's season three. Make sure you go to the next one, which is season four. It's a lot bit shorter. And again, thank you so much for listening.